welcome to Femaling, where we take a relatable, grounded look at the everyday stuff us modern women all experience. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nicole Goodman and I'm your host for today. I'm a certified CPCC Women's Life Coach and I'm here to offer my coaching perspective and share my very personal experiences of what I go through and look at what we modern women all manage in the day to day. If you are interested in any one-to-one coaching with myself, please contact me through my website, nicolegoodman.co.uk, and you can stay updated on all new podcasts right here, where I upload a new episode every Monday. To follow the rest of my work, join me over Instagram at nicolegoodman underscore life coach. Thank you for tuning in today and for continually tuning into Femaling, and now on with today's show. Today, I'm joined by Ruth Cudsey, who is a business coach and mentor and best-selling author and mum and, 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 the list goes on and on, which you are about to find out. And Ruth and I talk about juggling and I talk to her about how she manages to do it all in her busy, hectic work life. I'm always so fascinated about people's balances and how they just, how they juggle everything and put everything together and just how it works. each individual home so we really get into the nitty-gritty of that she also gives us some incredible tips in how to manage it all there are a few slight technical errors which i'm going to ask for your forgiveness on because my editing skills are a little limited there's a couple of points especially at the end where we sound like we're talking over one another we're actually not Um, it's just the way it recorded and as you know if you have tuned into femaling before i am not techie savvy I don't even know if that's a word anyway I ask for your forgiveness and your kind ear on it I don't think it takes away from the experience of what you're about to hear whatsoever um but I just kind of wanted to put that out there please enjoy please stay tuned till the end because she does give some incredible insights in how to juggle your diary and how to really go after what you want welcome Ruth this is Ruth Cudsey. She is a business coach and mentor. I'm very, very honoured that she's agreed to join us today here at Femaling. And Ruth, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an introduction, if that's all right. Um, Ruth runs her own business, um, helping coaches and consultants start up and scale their own practices. She is the author of the best-selling book, Is This It?, and it hit the best-selling list in three categories on Amazon, which is just amazing. So congratulations on that. She's a keynote speaker. Thank you. She's a mother to two girls, two and four years old. Yep, it, the list is going on. She's a wife. By following <laughs> your social media, you even find time for exercise. And, and there's something else I will say. You always, always look immaculate you really oh do. My gosh. You do I really don't you do in my eyes thank you, you are the ultimate <laughs> modern woman so welcome I'm so pleased to have you here Ruth and I thank are going you. to sit we're going to discuss juggling and how to juggle it all and how we're going to get into how she actually juggles all of that because that is a very impressive list of stuff that you have achieved mm. and accomplished especially with two little children so how how do you do it all um I wouldn't say that I do everything. So when you said look polished, I I, I can spend quite a lot of time <laughs> in active wear, as people call it. Um, so I can spend quite a lot of time in active wear. And I definitely know that a ponytail is a girl's yes. friend. And, 
um, on some of those days when you're like, mm, ponytail is definitely a girl's best friend um, for looking okay, but it's definitely about prioritizing and it's about getting help. So I, and I, I wrote a post about it this week, actually. So I set up my business when I was working full-time pregnant and had a toddler. And for me, I think, you know, I had hardly any time. So I was like, okay, how can I best spend this time? So I didn't watch TV. I've only just started watching TV again. This year I've watched Luther and the Fire documentary, both of which I don't know have made me have been in my mind since I started watching them. So that's probably a good reason not to watch TV because I can't stop thinking about either oh. for different reasons. But I think it's it's definitely, definitely and no and no distractions. Um, so you you cut out distractions, did you? Yeah. So in my first year of business, I didn't. I didn't really, I probably saw my friends like once a month. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch TV. I was really, really focused on what I wanted to do. And I got support. So even when I was, so I I was lucky enough to have my mum who helps out a bit of childcare. And I used to have a friend who's a nanny, used to look after my daughter a couple of hours twice a week when I was really starting out because I couldn't, I don't think I could have done it around her 100%. So when I say I built a business around my children, it wasn't like they were running around. So the little one actually started nursery at six months. The older one was a year, um, but they they used to go there. And for me, having them at nursery, the little one started doing afternoons when she was six months, twice a week. It just gave me a bit of time. So I say get help, get a cleaner. Um, my, I... I get a cleaner get a cleaner as soon as you can afford to get a cleaner because it helps you focus on what you're good at and I think that's a massive thing for me I do what I'm good at in my business I'm not very good at I'm really not very good at detail um I was actually laughing so this morning I've been with my mum and my daughters we've just been at nursery rhymes and I was a little bit late to get there because I was speaking to my accountant and I feel so sorry for my accountant because he basically I've got a bookkeeper as well they basically get like I'm old school, a box of receipts. And the, the incomings is easy. It's the expenses. They get a box of receipts. So definitely the money side, tech. I, it took me about <laughs> 10 minutes to even get onto this podcast, as you well, know, Nicole. Can I, I'm like, can I share? Can do it? I don't Let get me it. share like, something with you. I'm like a total shot. technophobe, which I said to you in my email, didn't I? Like, I really am. Unless, unless I'm literally posting yes, something or I'm sending a WhatsApp. Other than that, the whole thing really throws me and actually correct me if I'm wrong but I've got a Mm. bit of a fear of like running your own business nowadays you need to be so technically savvy but what you're saying is you don't need to be technically savvy no and I mean I have an amazing tech VA who does she does all of my landing pages and she helps me so when I do webinars now she's on them because before when I first did a webinar Nicole I I honestly couldn't do it. And this this is, hopefully this will give everyone help, I hope. I honestly was so stressed out about it. It took me about two weeks to even work out how to set it up. And then it didn't work. And I just remember sitting there in floods of tears and I was like, I can't do webinars. <laughs> and it took me a year to do another one. I was like, I'm just not going to use them. I don't think they're very good. And it was my, co- my coach, who's Australian, was like, Ruth, you really need to do webinars. And I was like, I don't want to. And he's like, why? I was like, because I can't make it work. And he, and he he was kind of looking at me like crazy lady. It's like, you know that you can get someone to help you. And I think that that's 
that is kind of my motto. Like, you know, you can get someone to help you. You don't have to do it on your own. If we were at work, we used to have, I used to always be really good friends with the IT guys because I never used to know how to do it. And you've basically got two options. Learn it all yourself and acknowledge that in that time that you're teaching yourself to do it, you could be working on something that you're good at and getting brilliant, or you could be working on something that you're bad at and getting okay, or get someone to help you. And at the beginning, you can do a skills skill share. Lots of people who are really good technically aren't really good coaches or aren't really good at, at other things that you're good at. So definitely wow. identify and strengths actually and outsource them. That is prob- and strengths, yeah, yeah. Because you can help people with your strengths and when you've got a business based on what you're good at, it's a lot more fun than when you're doing something you're bad at. And I'm, you know, I even saw that when I was working. Um, I used to be a deputy head teacher, and I remember they told me when I had my first daughter and I went back, I was in charge of the timetable. <laughs> As I said before, I'm not good at detail. I'm also not one of these people that can, like, I can't visually see like the overview. And when I can't visually see like the overview of the whole timetable and it like it was so far out of my what I'm good at. It was unbelievable. (laughs) It was literally everything that I'm bad at. And I did it. But it was so painful for me. And I think in the end, like it was painful for everyone else. It would take me about five hours to do what someone else could do in an hour. And I think we need to be mindful of that in our business. If you're not good at something, uh, I mean, uh, I hear you so loud and clear. And actually, <laughs> you're really inspiring me because the technical side of things, it just isn't for me. And I actually waste a lot of time when I could be on a call coaching a client oh. or <laughs> getting work elsewhere. I waste a lot of time in it. So I, I love that. So I'm actually mm. curious to know yeah. you went from head teacher to business coach. What? And this was whilst you were having your children? Yeah, so I I started my I started my business Congratulations. in April twenty sixteen, um, but I kind of been doing coaching before, but I didn't go directly to being a business coach. So when I first started my coaching right. business, I was doing leadership and career coaching. So I've been doing leadership coaching for probably about six years um, in my job, and my background before teaching was recruitment. So I've been doing career coaching in that. And I've always been doing like bits of coaching and mentoring on the side. So I started doing career coaching and lead. That was the first part of the week. So the, the short story is my daughter's first birthday. This is what was in my book as well. Daughter's first birthday. I was doing all the timetable and the cover. Went to work. I was at work at 6.30 in the morning. It was only about half an hour from my house to work. And she was asleep, got home at seven o'clock at night. She was still asleep. She was back back to sleep, didn't see her. And I didn't love my job as well, which was another big part of it. So I trained to be a head teacher, started in 2010. Yeah, 2010. um, Trained to be a head teacher. I was on this government fast track scheme. And I, so yeah, nine years ago, gosh. And I, um, I realized really early on, that I didn't want to be a head teacher. I wanted to be a coach because there was a woman who was my coach who was running it and that was what I wanted to do. So I then did everything I could to learn more about coaching. I went on loads This of is courses, whilst you're working did loads of self-development. Um, this was whilst I was working, yeah. And I was thinking at the time and I, I volunteered for the organisation so I coached other head teachers, deputy head teachers 
I spent a whole summer in Nottingham when and, I was and I, ha- I have to pregnant. ask, like, like what's um, driving you? Doing because that you, volunteering you're so there. driven at any different stage of your life, whether you, without children, with children, but yet yeah. you're... What was, yeah, what was driving me then wow, is like, okay. I want to do something that makes me happy and I want to do something that I'm good at. And I could see, so as a deputy head and as a teacher, there were things that I was really good at and there were things that I was really not good at and didn't enjoy. And I just, I loved coaching. And I came to coaching because I was a really bad leader. I told people what to do and they ignored me. Well, no, the, the, the young, the young, bright, eager ones took notice of me. The older ones were like, yeah, we're not listening to her. So that's when I really like embraced coaching as well. So I knew that I wanted to be a coach, but I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the online world, Nicole. I didn't, I literally, when I made that decision, which was in 2015, I didn't know I didn't know any of the big coaches online. I, of course, knew Tony Robbins. Didn't know who Marie Forleo was. I didn't so, know who Denise Duffield Thomas was. So you, so you were focused on what That's you wanted to create for yourself. Yeah, I was focused. And it wasn't that I had this massive, it's funny because I'm sitting in my house. I'm like, I obviously didn't have that. I didn't have like a massive vision that I wanted to make millions of pounds. At the beginning, my vision was I want to leave my job. I want to work in a more flexible way and I want to do what I love. That was it. And I thought um, that was all I had. And I thought, yeah, for me, I want to be there to pick my kids up from school. And my mindset at the time was like, okay, I need to do something now because I want to be in that position when they're four and five, that I can drop them off and pick them up from school, which I do pretty much every day. Well, I probably do. They go four days. And it's such a privilege that, three, isn't it? I've always, I always find that a privilege so, that I get to pick my kids up and take them to school every is. day. Even when they're driving you insane <laughs> and they're looking to go in the car. And, yeah, you have well, listen, right Ruth, every done. day, every day I run out from work straight to the school run and I've always, and I take them snacks and every day, they, they are the ones, my, my girls are the, the, the two people in my life that keep me in the most, grounded because I'm always doing things wrong in their eyes probably and I'm always bringing the wrong snack it yes. doesn't matter what yeah. I bring them and if they <laughs> you know they tell me what they wanted the day before and I bring it that day it's still wrong I'm like, but you wanted it yesterday like I can't keep up with you girls and it's something it's really yeah, interesting I get that because too. when I speak to a lot of working mums that is the first thing that they say you know I get to pick my kids up from school or they change their life so that they can so I'm always I'm always very grateful that I've created that for myself yeah. that I always get to pick my kids up. Yeah, it's so I mean it, it it is actually those little things. Yeah, of course. I mean when I when I left and this is a, this is another thing so I don't talk about this that much because a lot of people I think assume that if you're doing something like this that you're the main that your husband's the main breadwinner. In our house, I needed to earn what I earned mm. in my job to pay for our mortgage and everything. My husband isn't the main breadwinner. I've always earned a bit more than him. I earn more than him. How now. does that work? How um, does that work? Which you what I'm saying. Like, is that? Uh, it obviously sets a certain dynamic so, between the two of you. Yeah, and it's not like I earn loads more than him, but actually, he he's made some choices in his career that he wanted to go and work at interesting companies and not go after the money. But it also meant that I knew that I needed to make does, the money. I does that mean that he, uh, um, he empties the dishwasher more than you? Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> no, he doesn't empty the dishwasher more than me. I, if only, if only, he, he puts the stuff in the dishwasher. 
And then... At least he puts it in. I, he, I'm on. impressed with that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Put, and he is really good. And he is actually starting to work in my business more. Um, and hopefully he'll be having his own business um, 100% at some point this year. So that's really exciting. But I had that, that finan- financial mm. pressure, I guess, from the beginning, which was a driver. But it was never... Um, I basically knew I had to make it work financially or I'd have to go back to my job. I couldn't, I didn't have a safety net of like, oh, okay, I can, I can do this for a short period of time because, you know, we live, we live in a, in a nice house in London London, and it's not cheap. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not like I'm, I'm on five star holidays the whole time. I think I actually spoke about this this morning because I think that a lot of people, when you talk about money, people get really turned off, but actually we need to have those conversations as women because money is important. It's not the most important thing, but we're lying to ourselves if we're saying we don't need money because we need to have like our basic needs met. And that might be renting your house, a mortgage, food, education, whatever it is for you. We do need to be quite honest about that. So I think that sometimes people talk about money and it, it, it becomes like this, like you need we, And actually, I think it's great that women now talk about money yeah. because I'm sure... 15 20 years ago they didn't and I know that you know in my parents generation yes. especially my grandparents generation the roles were very very different yes my mum always had her own business but that was actually a big rarity of her time and amongst her peers most of her friends didn't work so mm. she was very rare um but my dad was still the breadwinner you know that was still very conventional if you like and she would never have probably spoken about money with her friends but now most of my friends work most of us are earning Mm. you know we have careers we've not just got jobs we've got careers that we're building something and we're contributing financially in a in a in a yeah I want to say better way in a heavier way than I guess what women used to so I think it's amazing that women are now talking about money and I think it's very necessary because it's setting the tone in how far we've come yeah I agree yeah and we have come so far and it doesn't mean, you know, it's not, it's never all about the money. If it's all about the money, you're not going to be successful and you're not going to be happy because, you you know, when you've got a business, it really is, what do you love doing? That's, uh, it's, that's it, isn't it? What do you love doing? Are you loving what you're doing? Yeah, so and I don't think you can, is gonna know. I think you can, I know I yourself. can't really embrace what I'm doing unless I love it. And, and I love what you've pointed to throughout every process or every yeah. choice that you've made in your life, well, up until the story, the part of the story that we've got to, was always about you tuning into what you wanted, what you wanted to create, what you're good at. I love that you really embrace what you're good at and you, and that's kind of like been a driving force as well, hasn't it? Well, I'm good at this and I'm not good at this, so I'm gonna go in that direction. That's really inspiring. And I remember actually mm. a coach um, a while ago said to me, People learn the most from what they're good at. And that always stuck with me because, and I watch my mm. kids and how they learn now, and what drives them. And, you know, like my daughter's really good at hockey. So therefore she loves playing hockey and she's always excited to play hockey and she's got the enthusiasm for it. But yet when it comes to her times tables or something that she doesn't enjoy quite so much, she doesn't put her heart and soul into it. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's that positive reinforcement as well that we get from people. We all like to be good at things. We all like to think that, yeah. you know, when we put in effort, we get results. So tell me how it came about that you, uh, so you'd set up your business. You'd had both both your kids at this point. This is before you started to yeah. write your book. Yeah, no, so I'd, I'd set up my business. I'd had, I, I had one kid, so I was doing leadership and career coaching. 
focusing on mums. Um, and then I kind of had my I had my second kid in the July, and I slowly, well, I was getting more and more people coming to me for business coaching, um, and I slowly transitioned to business coaching probably wow. a year after I started wow. my business. So, nearly so it started ago. off as something completely different. Started off as something completely different. It started off as me. Okay, I'm a qualified coach. I I've done this. You know, I've done leadership coaching. I've done career coaching. I know that I'm good at it. I can do that but but people kept coming to me who were starting businesses and obviously I got that I've had that experience of having a business for a year but equally I business business and psychology my first degree and I was a business studies teacher and I've had businesses throughout my life so it was like they could see that I knew what I was doing but I couldn't I didn't connect the dots because I was thinking and it's really interesting sometimes when that happens, like people come to you for things that they can see in you. Oh, that's, that's oh, the you beauty of the mirror, isn't it? It just being held up to, to us. So, so yes, okay, so really then is. you're now transitioning. You've got two babies at home. Like, how are you working your time out? Like, what what is your week looking like at that point? So at that point, so that was, so when Sophia was, about, well, so probably 2017. Oh I also got married in May 2017. So, um. I was laughing about it this morning because I was uh, I was having to just check something for my accountant, and um, yeah, I got married in May 2017. So I I gave up my job in November 2016, but I had to go back one day a week. Um, so from January to to April 2017, I was working one day a week in schools as a consultant. I was doing um, a little bit more consultancy work for them. My daughters were in nursery three days a week, and I was seeing clients on those days and in, I was doing stuff in the evenings. So in the evenings, I would be doing social media. I'd be doing kind of admin. So yeah. as I said before, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't really going out. I was really focused on, right, this is my business. So I That's need incredible. to make it work. That's incredible. Um, and it was, that, that was, that was probably the toughest time because I was split between two things um and then in may 2017 i i went full-time the 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 month i got married wow what a month i went full-time in my business so um i know i know and obviously you know what it's like getting married it's never it's never fine it's like building a house or doing anything in your house they give you a figure you need to add at least also and you were getting married whilst building this business whilst you had your two children so, I mean, I got married, you know, I was 30 and I didn't yeah. have any kids. And yeah. So I didn't have all the stuff that you were juggling at the same time. So I could just concentrate on being, you know, a bride. So and, and planning a wedding yeah. is totally all consuming as well. Where's the space in your head? It is pretty. All How does it <laughs> do, you comp- do you compartmentalize um, really well? I do compartmentalize quite well. I do. I I am, um, I am, uh, so I'm definitely like a, we, we did insights the other day, but if you do insights or disc, so I'm high on I for disc or yellow for insights. So I get lots and lots of ideas, but I always need to have somebody who's pulling me back and who's saying, uh, yeah, keeping me accountable. So I got a VA quite early on, which was really good. So they could kind of help organize me. Um, but yeah, I am. I am definitely one of these people that goes all in. Um, what I didn't tell you is that year I was studying for my postgrad in coaching as well. So every, what day was it? Every Wednesday I had to be in central London from 
6 till 9 p.m (laughs) and I was I I, my daughter was really young so I I used to have to like take my breast pump and express as well but honestly I think everyone thought I was completely bonkers um but I was like you know this this is how I'm going to make it work and I was really determined that that this was going to be a success and that I was going to be the best coach that I could. And I saw doing a post-grad was like another thing that I could do. Looking back. But you know, I, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts Definitely. and like, and I listen to this podcast called How I Built This. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. And it's all, and for those of you guys yeah. that haven't, it, it's incredible. Go check it out. And they're always interviewing big, massive entrepreneurs. And I mean, massive entrepreneurs that have done incredible things with their businesses. And the one thing that I think all these entrepreneurs and yourself have in common is that people around them don't always understand their process, but they are so focused and as you said, (laughs) determined on the outcome and what you want to create for yourself that everything else it kind of dissipates into the background and it's just this laser focus on what you are trying to accomplish. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think that's the thing. I think it is about like, yeah, you know, you, you have to let things go. I'd, I'd actually like to ask you a question, right? Because a lot of women say to me, how do you find time for everything? And I don't think I am pushing myself. I always assume I'm not, I can push myself further or I can do more. Um, And I'm not pushing myself to my fullest maximum potential. So when someone says, how do you do it? Or I'm like, do what? I I mean, uh, like I should be doing more. I always like give myself the lazy card, like, come on. You know, because when you said about the TV and I'm now sitting there watching Julia Roberts in Homecoming last night, I watched five episodes. I think (laughs) she's right. I shouldn't be watching TV. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, Do you you suffer with that too? Or do you experience that? VAT return, for example. Like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I need to do my VAT return. Oh, yeah, I need to do my VAT. And then it's like, okay, I really need to do it. If I don't want to do something, I'll find any reason not to do it. And I will definitely, you know, I can sit there on Instagram for like half an hour doing nothing. So I think we can all do more. I think that we have this illusion. But equally, we also need to have downtime. I mean, we have this illusion that, we, we're yes. so busy we're so busy we're so busy but we create that in our heads like honestly yeah when, when, when I used to work so my first job was in recruitment my first proper job and we used to have to be there for basically 12 hour days and it used to make me laugh because after five o'clock most people yeah. completely switched off and people would go out for cigarettes or you know, back in back in the days and it was more socially acceptable to smoke, people go out for cigarettes or they go to the shop and get chocolate or they'd make cups of tea or they just, this was before social media, they'd be emailing their friends. And that productivity in that sort of five to eight was awful. And I always used to say to the, to the bosses, why don't you let people go to the gym or do something and they, they, they can choose when they stay during that time because they'll get more done. And they're like, oh no, 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 we can't do that possibly. But we have this whole myth that being busy means that we're productive, but it doesn't. So it's about how you spend your time, not just what you do. That, Like you just said, I go down a rabbit hole with social media sometimes, and I'll be looking on someone's five people down page who I've obviously never met, and I'd never met the four people that I just checked out. And all of a sudden, 25 minutes has gone. And I'm like, what? Why am I looking at, like, I don't know, they competed in some bodybuilding competition in 2013. 
what am I doing? I don't even know these people. And and then I get re- I get really annoyed with myself. It's like, come like- on, that's not productive. And actually, it would be more productive for me to sit on the couch and watch some TV or to have some downtime or do something that I find really nourishing for my body or my soul or my spirit. Mm. But, but you're... Oh, yeah, or to go for a walk or, you know... I think it's about what we do. So, as well, but isn't it? for women Definitely that like would like Not to do. Uh, do something else, or maybe they're in a job that they don't want, or they want to create something but they don't know how to get out of the rut that they feel they're in. Like, what would you say? I would say the first thing that I would do is I'd really start to think about what you actually want. Like, what do you want your life to look like? And it sounds really airy-fairy, but but sit down and imagine that you're doing like your perfect day, your perfect week, your perfect month. What would you be doing? Are there those things that are kind of, um, are there those things that you really want, like taking your kids to school or exercising every day? Oh, then think about the work that you love to do. So if you're in a job, what are those, when are you feeling most engaged when you're feeling most fulfilled what have you felt most proud of Mm. really start to interrogate what you enjoy doing and what makes an impact on people because then you can start and you can draw up that list like what you love what you're good at and then what you can monetize so three columns what you love what you're good at what you can monetize and start to think about different ideas about what you can do I mean lots of career coaches do that with you as well or coaches can help you if you're if you're feeling like, okay, I definitely want to do something, it might be time to speak to a career coach or somebody who can help you make sense of what's going on in your head. Or you like that, you don't <laughs> have to have a coach. I mean, I, I obviously am a massive fan of coaching. And what about, um, because I love what yeah, you've did. pointed to so far in terms of staying focused on what you want, focused on what you're good at. And in terms of like, the busy working mums out there that are juggling it all, that really are, and that they feel they don't have a second, you know, what would you say to them? I'd say, okay, if if you really, really want to do something, think about how you can carve out some time. And I'm not going to tell you to get up at 5.30 in the morning to do it. <laughs> I know I was told to when I started, and I thought, mm, yeah, I'm never going to do that. Um, I'm still awake with my kids. Um, what I would do is I think about, okay, what's the minimum amount of time you can commit to this every day? And start small. So say 20 minutes. Okay, I can I can, um, I can can look at 20 minutes a day. And I can get that time mm. either, you know, when the, when the child is asleep or my commute, whatever it may be. Start with 20 minutes and build from there. Because if you're focused, you'll be surprised at how much you can get done in those little chunks. And if you are lucky enough to get some support, if there's anyone who can have your, you know, who can do some some childcare for you over the weekend or over, or like one evening, or you can ask your partner if you have a partner, then that's going to really help you. So you can say, okay, well, maybe one evening I'm going to do some stuff. Don't do it every evening, but start with small commitments because then you're going to get consistency and consistency is what gets you results. So don't think I need to find an hour a day to begin with because that mm. might be really overwhelming. And you might be thinking, I haven't got an hour. But 20 minutes might be doable. And work out your time and your kids' time as well. So my kids go to, they're not as good at going to bed, but they sleep in. So they usually don't wake up till seven or half seven. So I know that I can get up at half six, not half five, six or half six and have some time. 
but I've got other, I've got clients that I work with whose kids go to bed at half six or seven and they and can do some time there. Like I kind of want to say out. and be mindful about how you're spending your time and what you're spending your time on. Because I mean, even just talking to you, I know that I waste, I do, I waste time on stuff that I don't really want to be wasting my time on. I don't. And I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm actually going to set a challenge for myself that after like seven o'clock, I'm going to try and not look at my phone. So I, I can't, I can't let this conversation go without talking about your book. And because I am totally and utterly in awe that you have written it, because it's a big dream of mine. I would love to write a book. So my first question is, how did you find the headspace and the physical time to write a book and not even write it to get it to an Amazon best selling hit. Is that what it's called? A hit? No. Best selling list. <laughs> how, how did yeah. you do that? Let's call it that. Let's call it. Let's go with that. That sounds really cool. Um, so I I always wanted to write a book. I actually have got, you know, hundreds of unfinished books. I thought it was gonna be a fiction book, but um yeah, kind of lost my way that many times. And I met this great girl called Jessica Killingly. I met her at an event and she's a book coach and we kind of, we became friends and then I was sitting next to her at a dinner and she's like, well, this, you know, I help entrepreneurs write books. And I was like, mm. we had a call and I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to working with her. So if I commit to working with her, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm definitely of that so you're really that. driven by yeah, money in a really positive way. Here. I mean that, like, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I come from, so my mum. Like we didn't have loads of money growing up at all, but my my mum's parents had a massive influence on me. They were very working class, and they were definitely like, "You need to focus on, you know, get yeah, always get your money's worth, always." Like that was always the message. And so I was like, "I know if I put my money where my mouth is, I'll commit to it." And so then we we mapped out the book. The book was nothing like I thought it was going to be the one that I was going to write. I thought I was going to write something like "She Means Business" by Carrie Green. She's a fab book. Um, but then I I obviously then had, had deadlines and had commitments from her. I wrote a lot of it. So I did it, as I said, my kids actually used to wake up at half seven. So I used to get up at six, quarter past six and write for an hour then. And I kind of got into that routine an hour a day. I didn't find the writing the book really hard. I found the, um, not the writing it really hard. I found the, um, the editing it. So I was good at writing it, but then the editing it was painful. But again, having that support helped me. So I think it was making that commitment to myself. And when wow. I make a financial commitment, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I know that that's how I operate. I know wow. that doesn't work for everyone. But also, I think it was like yeah. you know, saying to everybody, I'm going to write a book. I had to then do it. Even when I felt like I want to just throw this whole thing out the window, which I did a few times. I think my coach, Jessica, said to me, read it aloud to your husband over the weekend so you can see how it flows and I was like honestly luckily she was on a zoom call because I was like like if she I think she could feel my energy <laughs> and it wasn't like a thank you energy it was like mm. actually we did some of it um together and I did read it out and it made a huge difference so she how do you how do you see it all when you step back yeah, I mean, it, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because when you say to me, oh, you like when you said at the beginning that I've mm. achieved all that, I don't feel that. I feel like I've still got so much more to do. And I guess um, like from an outside, like none of my friends or my family 
ever like they're just like oh you're rude like they've like people don't put me on a yeah they don't sit on amazingly they're like oh yeah I'm quite yeah a book my mum said oh yeah that's quite good I suppose it's easier it's my mum actually said it's a lot easier to write a book nowadays that were her comments like my family are really down to earth they're not going to be like wow they're like yeah my mum's yeah. like you're still really messy you know just keep yourself around your people I see all of these things online about entrepreneurs saying, oh, they've lost all their friends and blah. No, I mean, I haven't found that. My friends are still my friends. Like, they'd be my friends for some of them. You know, I've got, I've got mm. someone who I'm actually collaborating with who I, who I met when I was two years old. Like, we've been friends since we were two. And most of my friends are people that I've known for at least 20 years. Yes, I've made new entrepreneurial friends, but stay grounded yeah. with the people around you because at the end of the day, it is just your job. So yeah, writing a book is great, but you don't, it is all about working out what's going to work for you. And when you do something, commit to So it. it's commitment, commit determination, laser focus. And, and focusing on you. Like when we, before we spoke, um, I was saying to you that I've, I've been reading something, yes. see, typical procrastination. I've been reading something about women who started businesses on maternity leave. <laughs> and I'm not very good at accents, but Natalie, who started Natalie I'm not going to say her surname. She started that on maternity leave. And it got me into thinking like, well, why didn't I do that? Like, why didn't I decide? You know, I'm not, I, I like designer clothes. I'm not going to lie. I don't have many in my wardrobe. I'm not. <laughs> They don't really work for two and a four So years. hold on. So you heard um, that and you were like, I'm not hearing you like were inspired. I'm hearing you went straight um, into comparison mode of, well, why didn't I do that? Yeah, I did a bit. I did. I mean, I was inspired, but I also was comparing myself. I'm like, wait a second. What are you doing? Like, be inspired by these women. And I think that's the thing. I think we can go into comparison mode and we can start to think like, oh, she's done this or she's done that. But actually, you get so much from learning from these people. Like, you know, learn from people, find out about them, listen to them, because most people are really open. And most people, I would say 90% of people I've met since doing this crazy entrepreneurial thing, are absolutely love them. So they'll rather build you than allowing these people you. to so intimidate us or put, it, well. put them off of like, oh God, I could never have done that on maternity leave. Learn from it, grow from it, pull on people that can help you forward yourself. Mm. yeah yeah and, and look at who you're surrounding yourself I so appreciate you bringing your absolute honesty and truest self here and you, look guys you all heard it here from Ruth like that is going on in the real world you've just got to be able to listen to people talk to people and learn rather than stepping into the comparison which is obviously never ever helpful yeah. and it's interesting because that comes up in every podcast that I do regardless of the topic I think there's so much comparison that goes on and actually never know I mean, what the reality is. Well, we do now. We I know what, what the I now know what your reality is. I know that you're we not good know. at tech and I'm like don't even really know. celebrating yeah. that there's something you're not good at. Because yeah. no, because your social your social media is really inspiring. And I and I love seeing your stories and <laughs> I love seeing what you're up to. And um, listen, I'm always going to celebrate oh, a woman you. who's going out there and changing her world around her. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. So really just um, just tell our listeners <laughs> where they can find more of your work. Um, okay, so they can find me. I am the only Ruth Kudzi in the world. So that's Ruth Kudzi, K-U-D-Z-I. Um, Facebook, it's Ruth Kudzi. I've got a big Facebook group called The Rebel Collective. 
I'm on Instagram as Ruth Kudsey. I'm on LinkedIn as Ruth Kudsey. <laughs> and my website is ruthkudsey.com. So and your book is pretty called lucky Is This It? That I'm the only person called my name. <laughs> my book is called Is This It? Um, the Smart Woman's <laughs> Guide to Finding Work You Love. Amazing. Again, if you just type Ruth Kudsey. Thank you. Amazon, I know a lot of people up. will now be checking you out on Facebook and Instagram and hopefully going to Amazon and buying your books. Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. Thank it's you, Ruth. Absolute pleasure. I've loved talking Bye. to you. Wasn't that great? And isn't Ruth so insightful? And basically, to sum it all up, focus on what you're good at and outsource the rest, is what she said, didn't she? And don't drive yourself mad in the process. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Femaling. Please stay tuned. I upload an episode every Monday. You can find them on my website, nicolegoodman.co.uk. And for any other information, please feel free to email me and all the information you need will be on my website. Please stay in touch. If there's any topics that you would like me to cover, always feel free to message me and let me know. And that way I know what you guys want to hear about. Thank you as always for tuning in and I will speak to you all next week.